You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Lost in the swirl of creative magic. But would we be here chatting if creators Kay and Bobby actually got to write the musical of their dreams? What do you think? Blockbuster avatar that sends Broadway into a fluorescent tizzy? Or a chamber musical about the isolating nature of social media? <laughs> Yawn. Just kidding. I actually spend my free time reading scholarly analysis and case studies on the impact of social networks. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. But this is commercial theater after all. To add insult to injury, Kay doesn't even get to write the Avatar book. That gig, at least for the moment, goes to Bobby's ex, Babe. I mean, Bobby's ex, Thomas. And they have to deal with a demanding diva, a visionary director, a junior agent, and a science consultant who loves cookies and takes anything Avatar extremely seriously. Life is hard for Broadway's seventh favorite couple, and it's about to get harder. Let's see what Cheryl and Steve have planned for this less-than-dynamic duo now. But first, a little dish from none other than the Broadway Disher. I just came from Times Square, and it is a magical blue wonderland out there today, which means one thing. Avatar is coming, which means one other thing. My offer is only a phone call away. And on the other side of it is my Tony Award. Hashtag, if you can see it, you can achieve it. Cheryl here. Look, Cheryl, we got off to a rocky start. <laughs> what, 23 years ago? Hey, we promised we would never bring that up. That was a New Year's Eve party. You were drunk. I was drunk. Well, look, look, I'm talking about Avatar. Let's reboot. We need to be smart here. We'll divide and conquer. Divide and conquer what? <sighs> All right, let's just be honest. You suck at marketing. Oh, how dare you? Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. Take your last show. The Old Man in the Sea... It was a snooze, but you also surrounded that bomb with an anti-marketing campaign. How is it even possible that you've become more repulsive? It's quite easy. Marketing is my jam. I got this. Remember Basic Instinct? I sent all the press outlets ice picks. Genius, right? Sure. It takes a genius to spend obscene amounts of your investors' money to plaster the world and the New York Times with advertising and lethal weapons. You buy your press. That's great for you. But when have your shows ever recouped? <laughs> recouped? <laughs> look, look, my campaigns are legendary. Legendarily pricey. If anything, I need to be there to protect our show from your ego. How dare you? Well, that sure went well. How are Kay and Bobby faring across town now that Kay has decided to be as chipper as a B-list celebrity on Jimmy Fallon? Look, babe, let's settle this. Sweetie, you seem to forget that there's a new babe in the big city. Babe. Now that's a movie I'd love to musicalize. What, Thomas? Come on. That was so long ago. It's just an old habit. He's not my babe. Five years isn't that long ago, and smoking is a bad habit. Calling a former lover babe in front of your current babe is not a bad habit. It... It's cruel, darling. I'm really sorry, babe, sweetheart. You know I don't mean it. <laughs> okay, let's be adult here. We need to take a step back and look at the big picture. 
everyone knows Avatar, but us. We're clueless. Not only that, we don't even like science fiction. For heaven's sake, we want a Tony for a musical about Freud. I loved our work on The Last Cigar. It was good, wasn't it? Yes, we killed it. Why can't there be more musicals with that kind of gravitas, that profundity? nuance. Because it closed in three weeks? Yeah, well, when something important is written, something that important should be mandatory. I don't know about that, but if people saw it, I know they would have loved it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is very true. But people want spectacle. They'll pay big bucks to see something they've already seen with lots of visual splash. Again, yes. See? We're still on the same page, babe, sweetheart. So, okay, let's start at the top. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm excited to take what we learned in Staten Island and really dig in again. And now, well, now I can focus on the lyrics without also having to write the book. I mean, oh my God. Maybe this is for the best. Okay. Act one, scene one. A preemptive strike on my heart. Oh God, I love that song. Earwormy for sure. But now... The most important part of a Broadway show. No, silly, not the actual show. The advertising. See, with the opening mere months away, a campaign must be created that knocks the socks off the ticket buyers. Literally. Socks must fly to pay for this juggernaut. Tennis socks, fluffy socks, knee-high socks, compression socks. New York must be lost in a sea of swirling socks. Now I know where all my socks go when I can't find them in the dryer. New York City. But this won't be easy. The ad agencies are fighting with everything they've got to land this account, thinking this could be their bread and butter for decades. And they have no idea that they're pitching a campaign that can't have anything to do with Avatar the movie. Where is Cirque du Soleil when you need them? Because this is some serious high-wire daredevil sleight-of-hand magic time. Up first, the fabulous marketing team from Sereno Coin. Hold on to your eyebrows, unless you're a Na'vi, of course. <laughs> Cheryl, Steve, Andrew Barth Feldman. The Andrew Barth Feldman. Welcome to Sereno Coin, or should I say, Owil Negati Kame. We're thrilled you're here and honored. Honored? Yes, honored to present the ad campaign for Avatar the Musical. I have to say, we're already mesmerized by your commitment. Getting the Times Square Alliance to approve turning 44th Street into Pandora was a big swing. Do you really think splashing blue on trash cans will impact our decision making? Worked on me. Uh, okay, yes, very blue. Now let's get to it. Obviously, letting ticket buyers know that they are going to have a transcendent, immersive, one-of-a-kind theatrical experience is job one. Numero uno. Our big idea, transforming Times Square, indeed New York City itself, into Pandora. Pandora! Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. I did that for Close Encounters, the musical. Not so original. Oh, that simulated flying saucer attack was so cool. I remember reading about that in fifth grade. When was that, last year? Like eight cars crashed, six people passed out, and one woman gave birth in front of TKTS. Hey, that got a lot of press. But did it sell tickets? Everything builds off this one simple idea. Imagine 100 blue Navi 
and the Navi will appear at airports in LA, San Francisco, Chicago, Miami, London, anywhere New York bound tourists are. We are. Think of it as mobile avatar flash mobs. Avatar, wherever you are. Well, I'd suggest stilt walkers for a more genuine representation of the Navi. We're talking the most micro and macro kickoff campaign in theater history. History! Yeah, yeah, we get it. We'll be in touch. Steve, wait till you hear our social campaign for people who don't use social. We call it our anti-social social media blitz. No need, you already told me it's the most thrilling, must-see, ramp-up to opening and beyond campaign, so I'm sure it's just peachy. Wow. Just everywhere, just smurfness all around the theater. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'd love to see what the team has in mind. I'm calling the casting director. Clearly, we need to bring something to the table other than the biggest movie hit in all cinematic history for these agencies to actually do their job. I think this is a thrilling presentation. I'm so sorry. Please continue. I bet Andrew Barth Feldman gets the whole blue thing. Casting legend and founder of the casting office Speak To Me Talent, Deborah Hannaford is the inevitable call for producer Steve Jones. But first, will the producing team be game for some deep dive pre-opening avatar behind the curtain PR? What do you think? Hey Steve, it's Julie James from SiriusXM. I am so excited about Avatar. So I was thinking, how about we do a whole behind the curtain series, put your whole Avatar team together, chronicle your road to Broadway, and air it all on Broadway Names with Julie James, of course. I'm so excited to chat about this, so call me. Deborah, Steve here. I need actors. Who have you got for me? Hugh Jackman. He loves theater, and he's a box office god every time he steps on a Broadway stage. Too nice. Too n- <laughs> Sorry. Did you say nice? Look, life is too short for that crap. Next. Okay. Uh, Alan Cumming. A Broadway icon and already has experience playing a blue character. His Nightcrawler in the X-Men franchise, I mean, that was genius. Love him, want him, next. Denzel? Of course, this is black people, black love, people love black people, put him on stage. Okay, yeah, not sure if he can sing, though. Doesn't matter, get him. Oh, okay, uh, then I will reach out. What else you got? More, uh, Daniel Craig? Don't see it, I need someone with serious abs. Chris Evans, he was great in Lobby Hero, and he can sing. And he wants to star in a musical. Done. We're done. Get me Denzel Cummings and Evans. What? Oh. But, okay. I just... Hello? Steve? Well, so much for discovering new talent. Wow. Okay. What's going on with diva Emma Olivia and Agent Maxwell Fernsby? Let's eavesdrop on their call. Shall we? Fernsby. Hello, Maxwell. Maxie, Maxie, I can't believe you got me that banana pudding from Magnolia. Thank you. Hey, you deserve it. Anything for you, Emma Olivia. Avatar would be nothing without you. That's exactly what I was thinking. No, I'm not doing that. Where, uh, where are you? My weekly therapy session with Dr. Harold. But somebody thinks that I'm going to do a trust fall, and somebody doesn't realize that that is exactly what I don't do. Fall? Trust. Oh, well, listen, I don't want to keep you, but I was wondering if you have any ideas about who could star as Jake? Oh my god, Maxwell, yes. Did Cheryl talk to you? Oh wait, doesn't matter. Don't listen to what she has to say. So my boyfriend, Stavros, is a really great trainer. Hey, you know what? If you're sold on him, let's make it happen. But uh, to be honest, 
it's it, it's so hard working on this show with all the different agents. Now I'm a little new to all this and the paperwork alone. Mm, gross. Ugh, right? So I was thinking, okay, level with me here, it would be so much easier if you were my client too. I don't have to go back and forth with the other agencies and I can get everything done really fast. Like making sure that your contract has all the right language. You know, stuff about chefs and dressing room decor. Uh, and a backstage trampoline for cardio. Uh, sh sure. That sounds important to you, so it is important to me. <laughs> if you wore cooler shoes, I'd love you. I'll call my agent. He's through. He doesn't even know how to work Zoom. Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh, okay, I gotta go. Dr. Harold is writing something on his little pad. Dr. Harold, hey, D. Hey, what are you writing? Back to the nitty-gritty producing drama. Damien Bazadonna, president of Situation Interactive, is about to make his avatar pitch to producer Steve Jones and Cheryl Phillips. Oh, and the adorable science consultant Andrew Barth Feldman is also in the room. <laughs> Quick, take a seat. Welcome to Situation, or should I say, Ugate Kame. I'm Damien Bazadana, founder of Situation, and we are so honored to have you here and thrilled to present the Avatar the Musical digital campaign. The office looks gorgeous, honey. The ficuses everywhere are a nice touch. Look, obviously letting ticket buyers know that they're about to experience Pandora in actual 3D is our main goal. We want them to walk into the theater, and know that this is the kind of experience they just can't have at home. Yeah, 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 live theater, got it, next. Well, look, we want this to be heavily digital. Bring the world of Avatar into people's homes for just a taste. Bait the hook, as it were. We're pitching influencers, sharing videos, speaking Navi, and you have to go to the show's website just to translate. And on top of it, all the messages will be something along the lines of Avatar the Musical an out-of-this-world experience. Magnificent idea. Very exciting. Look, we're going to push hard for all the talk shows and just give them a taste. Once ticket buyers see what the show is, they'll be hungry for the real thing. We're working on technology right now to include on-screen QR codes to remove at least one big roadblock. Hold your phone up to the screen and you're immediately taken to buy tickets. Brilliant. What the hell is a QR code? Hey, Kay, Bobby. It's Greg Evans from Deadline calling to chat about Avatar. I'm hearing a lot about the show. Uh, lines going down Broadway. Uh, so give me a call when you get a chance. You have the number. Take care. Well, that's nice. Are you kidding, Bobby? I love Deadline. Yes. So great. And what exactly would we talk to him about? Well, I, uh, I, uh, uh, hmm. Yeah, you think about that, Bobby. I'll get the door. Bobby, Kay, so excited we could do this. Let's make it happen. Hey, Zoe. And Thomas. I am so excited you could join us for our first work session. <laughs> Canapé? Are they poisoned? A po <laughs> I can't wait to collaborate on this show with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both excited. Kay, are you okay? Never better. Kay, this canapé is interesting. 
Are those? Just some blue sprinkles to stay on brand. So, how do we want to start? I've had a chance to look over the first act, and this is a great, a strong start. We thought so. But a strong start is not a great finisher. Zoe, you had some notes after our Staten Island excursion. Why don't we run through those? You know, actually, I think Thomas and I would love to hear more of the songs. I mean, we have a pretty good idea of how to handle the book now. <laughs> Wait. Have you guys already met about this? We just met for drinks at the Marlton last night, and... And it turned into a three-hour work session. I mean, honestly, Thomas is a genius. I've never heard such articulate ideas pour out of someone so quickly. I mean, I wish I'd been taking notes, but he practically wrote the entire first act. Uh-huh. But, uh, but, but you met without us. Oh, it's okay, babe. It's probably really productive for them to have that conversation. Actually, I would love to hear Thomas's take before we start on the score. I mean, we may need to go back to the drawing board to match his level. I don't know about that. But I do think that the prequel idea is inspired. Why retread what people have already seen? It's like I told Lin-Manuel. We already have 1776. We need a fresh take on American history. Oh, God. Not the Hamilton story again. Hey, ideas are free. I bear no grudges. I'm just glad I was able to help the history of American theater in my own small way. But shall we get started? I think I'm comfortable enough with the material to walk you guys through. First, though, I want to take a moment to say this. This is why we do what we do, right? This overwhelming feeling of supportive collaboration. Being in the room together as equals, as people respectful of everyone's individual talents. I could just hug you guys. In fact, group hug? I'm good. Um, Bring it in. Oh. Yeah. Every show needs an ace press team, so get comfy while PR wizard, the one and only Rick Miramontes, pitches Cheryl, Steve, and Andrew Bart Feldman. Cheryl, Andrew, good to see you again. Steve, oil kame, or should I just say welcome? I think the team knows everybody here, but just in case, I'm Rick Miramontes, president of O&M, and what an honor and a thrill it is to present what we are certain will be the Avatar the Musical PR campaign. And you've gone for extra credit by all dressing as Navi. I'm impressed. Can't wait to find out what other mind-boggling ideas you have. Okay, so our main goal today is to share our vision that I am sure will have the world racing to buy tickets to see Avatar the Musical. Now, to start, when you think of Avatar, what do you think? The Hallelujah Mountains. A timely story of climate change. A huge mistake. Blue. That's right. This campaign is going to redefine the color for a generation to come. We're going to do more for this shade than, say, Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. Than, than, than Alan Cumming in X-Men. Then Smurfette in the Smurfs. Is everyone just out of ideas? What? What's all this immersive digital marketing crap? Where are the posters? Where are the print ads? Where's my New York Times spread? The, the, the 
Times Square billboard. <laughs> oh wait, you're serious. Um, first of all, we're PR, Steve. But but that will all come. People consume marketing differently now. No, they don't. Fix it. Your ideas are inspired. Excited to hear more. I apologize for my colleague. He's having a bad adulthood. Well, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> Meanwhile, is it time for margaritas already? College besties, casting diva Deborah Hannaford and lyricist Kay Field meet, as they often do, for some serious dishing and drinking. Bottoms up. Ah, oh, there you are, Kay. Bartender? Two martinis, please. Kay, I was wondering if I was being stood up. Oh, sorry. The work session ran long. Thomas can't write dialogue. He can only write monologues for himself. <laughs> How was your day? Oh, just dandy. Steve wants me to hire Denzel Washington, Alan Cumming, and Chris Evans to star in whatever opus you and Bobby have cooking. No, not me and Bobby. Thomas and Zoe. And maybe Bobby will get an idea in there somewhere. We're already being squeezed out. Oh, come on, Kay. This is your baby. I know you're pissed now, but hey, I have known you since college. You're gonna get seduced by the work all over again, and the score, it's only gonna be better for it. Not this time, Deb. I have one goal. Uh, make it work with dignity and grace? Burn it down! Oh, perfect timing. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Whoa, I need a drink now, too. Will Kay actually sabotage this musical that's ruining her life and maybe her marriage? Will Thomas ever stop yapping? Will casting diva Deborah Hannaford actually get Denzel Washington, Alan Cumming, and Chris Evans? Will Zoe ever read the room correctly? Will Emma Olivia actually use a backstage trampoline? Will Fernsby end up with a monopoly on the talent involved in Avatar? Will Kay and Bobby agree to do a deadline interview with Greg Evans? And will Steve and Cheryl ever be able to see the color blue again without feeling queasy? Tune in next week for some of, or more likely, none of these answers. I mean, I'm still waiting on why Sardis doesn't offer pigs in a blanket on their menu. Hello? You used to? What, do I have to come in at a special hour? Pigs in a blanket! Thank you from the bottom of our cold hearts for listening to As the Curtain Rises. A gargantuan thanks to our brilliant cast. James Monroe Eigelhart as producer Steve Jones. Lilius White as producer Cheryl Phillips. Ashley Park as book writer lyricist Kay Fields. Michael Yuri as composer Bobby Kearns. Sarah Stiles as diva Emma Olivia. George Salazar as Agent Maxwell Fernsby in the bathroom. Ariana DeBose as director-choreographer Zoe Taylor. Andrew Barth Feldman as science consultant Andrew Barth Feldman. Mauricio Martinez as Thomas. Bonnie Milligan as casting director Deborah Hannaford. Leslie Margarita as the Broadway Disher. Rick Miramontes as O&M's president Rick Miramontes, love the glasses. Tom Callahan as Sereno Coins, Tom Callahan. Marcy Kaufman Myers as Sereno Coins, Marcy Kaufman Myers. Damian Bazadonna as Damian Bazadonna, President, Situation Interactive. 
and me, the incredible two-time Tony Award loser, Alex Brightman as the narrator! Also, huge, gigantic, stupendous thanks to our phone message leavers, Deadline's Greg Evans and Sirius XM's Julie James. Written by Dory Berenstein and Mark Pikert. Directed by Dory Berenstein. Music, sound editing, and design by Bart Fassbender. Avatar music by Matthew Sklar. Sound engineering by Alan Seals. Banshee wrangling by the wonderful Bill Perloni. Produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and the Broadway Podcast Network. Associate directed and sound edited by Marty McGuire. Executive produced by Liz Armstrong. And absolutely everything else by our extraordinary BPN team. Brittany Bigelow, Joanna Nikolova, Katie Rosen, Cindy Schatz, and Beatriz Westby. As the Curtain Rises was created and recorded entirely in quarantine. This Broadway soap opera celebrates and supports the Actors Fund and the BPN Frontline Worker Initiative, which you can find at bpn.fm slash frontlineworkers. That's bpn.fm slash frontlineworkers. And finally, a very special thanks to our producing partner, Liz Armstrong, for your extraordinary support and inspiration. Bye bye As the Curtain Rises through the Sound and Light Initiative is a sponsored project of the Gotham's Fiscal Sponsorship Program. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.